Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host Dylan Stoll and I'm joined as always by my friend Michael Whifford. So today we are going to get into and talk about The Lord of the Rings, the animated movie by Ralph Bakshi and United Artists. So, Mm -mm. we have some good discussion about that coming up here. It's been a long time since I've seen that. I've honestly never seen it before. Um, I thought I have, but I haven't. I'll tell you why in a minute here. But before we get into the discussion here about Lord of the Rings... Uh, We're just going to go through the regular reminders where if you want to get in contact with the show, you can get at us on Twitter at Fantasy Rewind. If you want to get at us on Instagram, you can do so at Fantasy Rewind Pod. DM, tag, comment, anything like that. We're open to it. Let's talk some fantasy. All right. So, Mike, before we get into the Lord of the Rings here, do you have anything news-wise that's pressing that we want to talk about, or do you want to save that for a different news episode? Well, I think we'll definitely jump into a lot of it in another news episode, but Amazon and The Wheel of Time officially announced that they had wrapped up Season 2, whereas it was reported a couple, a little bit ago that it had wrapped. Not really a big deal. Basically, they're done filming Season 2. We know it's probably not going to be this year now, if we're being honest. Also, in the little clips and things that they've been doing they showed a wheel uh which was pretty cool to be honest with you dylan and uh, i didn't ask you this before but i kind of got the vibes that it was um like in the other world where like celine and them went either that or the waste because okay so i have a couple thoughts on that we'll talk about this really fast here so it looked to me like there were some like cufflinks on the wheel Almost like someone would be, like, chained up to the wheel there when I looked uh. at the picture there. Um, everywhere I've I've seen pictures of this, everyone's been saying it's the Aiel Waste. And it might just be, like, showing, like, the journey of the Aiel from the breaking of the world into the Waste. Um, that we might be seeing as, like, a introduction to the so. series. And I would love that. That would be really cool. Uh, but there's been so as long much... As we're not- there yet. Yeah, there's been so much talk about the Aiel and everything and Avienda being cast and everything that you know, I'm a little hesitant that we're gonna get into the waste before too long, before certain things should happen. And if that's the case, then I don't know if a lot of the main players that should be in the waste will be there um, or not. Mm. But we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, also, I want to issue like a little bit of a course correction here. Because we recorded the last two episodes back-to-back, and as you heard, I said Fire and Blood over and over again, talking about the series that (laughs) is going to be on HBO. However, it is, of course, House of the Dragon. I know this. I (laughs) just made a mistake and got hung up on the name of the book, Fire and Blood, that is about the TV show that we're going to be seeing, or rather the source material for the TV show that we will be seeing here. And Fire and Blood sounds way cooler than House of the Dragon. Let's be real. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, it yeah. is what it is. Um, I am still very excited for House of the Dragon. Like I said, right now, that is my most anticipated fantasy show of 2022. Um, 
I know... And Lord of the Rings, Rings of Powers, probably too. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Powers too. but I know we have lots of good other things like Sandman uh, yeah. and everything, but... And we'll, we'll definitely get into that, because um, the Geek, uh, the Netflix Geek End or Geek Week trailer dropped, and it was just hype. Um, super stoked. And so I think we'll do an episode of when that week comes out and kind of talk about some of the things they announced during that week and definitely dive into Sandman and probably talk a little bit about the story, uh, the people in it, and kind of the whole show as I'm a uh, pretty big Sandman nerd and I one of my favorite graphic novel series of all time. Uh, and just the last bit of news, Dylan, I think for me, just to wrap, put a bow on it for myself is that they did announce who the new uh, Doctor is going to be. Uh, Doctor Who, that is. Have you ever watched Doctor Who? I have seen a few episodes, yes. I'm not like a huge Doctor Who fan, but I have enjoyed a couple like Christmas specials or special event stuff every now and then. Yeah, so... Um, oh my goodness. I do have to learn how to pronounce his name, but he was in one of my favorite Netflix shows, which is Sex Education. Uh, and Kati got, I don't want to say his name um, (laughs) before I butcher it because I'm going to, and I just would just feel so terrible, but really excited that he's going to be the next doctor. Uh, really loved him in, um, in some other thing and the other things I've seen him in. So really, really excited about that. I'll probably actually start watching it again once he goes and becomes the doctor, but it's a series I, I watched a lot during college, but afterwards I didn't really keep up with it because there's just so many episodes mm-hmm. and it's just so long. I never even caught up during college and I watched a ton of it. Um, but yeah, that's, one more, that's one more bit me. of news I think I want to throw in is that I'm actually getting married this Saturday. So mm-hmm. Saturday, May 28th, depending on when you're listening to this, I may or may not have already gotten married. Uh, so that's exciting. Just thought I'd put that out there. Um, so, are we ready to talk about Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi? Yeah. Okay. So, the reason why I said I thought I had seen this before, and why I kept saying Rankin Bass in previous episodes, is because Rankin Bass are the ones that came out with The Hobbit animated movie. Mm. They also came out with Return of the King. No Fellowship, no Two Towers, just Return of the King. And that is the movie where Frodo of the Nine Fingers is from. And I'm fairly certain I watched both The Hobbit and Return of the King by Rankin Bass at your house when we were younger. Yeah, <laughs> as you probably. had them on VHS. Um, but this film here, The Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi, was originally meant to be a two-part movie. It was meant to be Fellowship and Two Towers rolled into one, and then Return of the King in a separate movie. However, after the Lord of the Rings came out, which was just Fellowship and Two Towers, they never made a sequel. And so a lot of people think that Return of the King by uh, Rankin Bass is like the sequel to this, when in fact it's actually the sequel to The Hobbit, and they never meant to do Fellowship and Two Towers. They just kind of meant to bookend the series with an introduction of Bilbo in the ring and then the conclusion of Frodo destroying the ring and Bilbo's and the, the adventure of the ring being concluded here. But I thought it was really interesting that 
I wasn't completely cuckoo that Rankin Bass was involved with Lord of the Rings um, at some level. And interestingly enough, I found a quote from Rankin, from Rankin Bass, talking about how the reason they only were going to do Return of the King and not Fellowship in Two Towers was because they didn't think there would be the audience for it. <laughs> that no one would want to sit through all of that time to watch That's it. Fair. And this quote came out while Peter Jackson was filming his series, and he was like, as you can see, I was wrong, because the series, it was, you know, massively successful, obviously. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, I think, too, like, when they would have released it, there probably wouldn't have been that audience. Right, so the Lord of the Rings by uh, Ralph Bakshi came out in 1978, and like I said, was released through United Artists. And the Return of the King by Rankin Bass came out in 1980, so a couple years later. Um, very, very different animation styles, but we'll get into all of that. So let's just jump into it. Mike, what were your overall thoughts on Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi? Wow. Uh, well, if we disregard the animation and the mixture of live action and uh, animated <laughs> bits, like the animated parts were fine, honestly. The live action parts were the ones that I like cringed. Oh god, um, yes. For the most part. Um, <laughs> like the orcs and everything else. If we if we push all that aside, this was definitely a very condensed version of the story, but it also held very true to the source material. It for the really most part. For the most for part. For the most part. I mean, again, they had to cut a lot of stuff out, you know, obviously, because they were fitting two whole books into a two-hour movie, right. whereas, like, Peter Jackson's adaptation was <laughs> ten hours long for all three. Um, so things were cut, but it, it was fine. It was definitely boring. <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, we're being honest, and yes, it was pretty yeah. boring. Um, definitely not one that I would actively like. I need to rewatch this. Like, <laughs> I, this is probably the second or third time I've seen it, and um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I definitely, I, I, I like the fact that we got more of Legolas talking to Frodo in this one. <laughs> That's true. That is true. What no, like, so thoughts? I told Amy. Um, my soon-to-be wife, that uh, while I was watching this, I was like, you know, this is the first time I'm ever seeing this movie, and it is 100% the last time, because <laughs> I am not watching that again. Um, all in all, I'm right there with you. Like, the mixture of live action and animation was so weird. Like, it looked to me almost like a high school production of Lord of the Rings in some parts, where it was like a completely, like, silhouetted uh stage where you had people that were kind of like dressed as shadows acting out certain parts on like a multicolored background and other parts the part that really was weird was when you had like an actual person's head on top of an animated body or like a scene where you'd go through like those half animated people and then cut to Legolas who was completely animated <laughs> in the same scene, and it was so strange. Like, very trippy, very weird. Yeah. Definitely. I had heard, though, that there was a cutoff after Two Towers, so I knew that going ahead of time, that 
wasn't going to be the full trilogy all in one. It was going to be the first two books. But still, even with that, like you said, highly boring. Um, <laughs> the Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh my god, it was terrible. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very <laughs> uh, interesting watch. The only reason I watched it was because of how big of a Tolkien fan, how big of a Lord of the Rings fan I am. And because we're doing this podcast, because being a Tolkien fan yeah. alone was not enough to make me watch that That's thing. That's fair. Um, uh, I will say, though, I do think that when Peter Jackson was making the movies, he probably did watch He this, 100% was, did. I was going to say this. Yeah, go for it. There were definitely lines pulled, which are pulled from the book, but I mean, specific moments and lines, and also Gollum's character. Like, I was like, you could really take a lot of what this animated Gollum did and transfer it to the live action Gollum. To Andy Circus, yeah. Yes. Like a lot of that, how he was talking and like the mannerisms and a lot of that did come, th- I was like, I can see those connections, which is great because I thought those were some of the good parts, maybe because I've seen the live action. And I'm like, oh yeah, hey, that's in the live action. And it was just like making that connection there. But no, I was going to yeah, say I that, talk about that it. is what I thought was, one of the very few redeeming parts of this movie was when you actually got to see scenes that were taken directly from this movie and translated into like the fellowship, like the proud feet moment was mm-hmm. 100% like same screen direction, everything like the way the shot was made in this movie. It's pretty much a one for one comparison. And then there's so many other parts where you have like, Gollum with his line, it burns, it freezes, with the rope being tied around his ankle and everything, and like that, it's it's such like a great translation and such like a good thing, a good feeling when you can watch it and be like, oh, I can connect to that because I I recognize this from the Peter Jackson films, and like you said, they're taken from the same source material, so it's no surprise there when certain lines will will overlap. However, I don't know Lord of the Rings well enough, the books, well enough to say that that line, it burns, it freezes, is taken directly from the source material or not. It may be, I don't know, but I did like how that connection was made between this version of the movie and the Peter Jackson version as well. I'll say also, like, the depiction of, like, Theoden, very, very different in this one. Um, yeah, where you had like Theoden almost kind of like being willfully ignorant of what was happening in Rohan and just like letting Grima Wormtongue slide into all those things. Whereas in the Peter Jackson films, you see Theoden is way more clearly under the influence of Saruman, who I'm pretty sure they also called Aruman multiple times <laughs> throughout the throughout the movie. There, um, they did though refer to him as Saruman of many colors, which was really cool because, you know, that was, that was his thing. He wasn't just Saruman the White or Saruman the Wise. Saruman of many colors was also one of his many nicknames there that you had in the, in the books there. And I was a little surprised because you didn't have Arwen in it at all. And whereas, you know, Peter Jackson had Arwen take the place of Gilgalad, um, when he was rescuing Frodo and bringing him to Rivendell, here Gilgalad was replaced Legolas. by Legolas, and I was like, "Oh come on! Like you guys couldn't do that." Still no Tom Bombadil though either. No Goldberry. 
Um, yeah. But I wasn't surprised by that because in a condensed Will he ever down get his version, day? Yeah. 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 Will Tom Bombadil ever get his day? Where's the Tom Bombadil cut? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Mike. So what are some of your other thoughts on the movie? Um, I, you know, I keep coming. Man, that live action was really rough. Uh, the orcs yeah. and the Balrog, like, <laughs> oof. Uh, I like that it, in this version, it gave you a bit more with, like, the dwarves coming to the mines of Moria. Like, mm. it was an expansion. It was a colony. It, the, the mines had been lost. It wasn't like they were... You know that this was a kingdom, and then all of a sudden it's just deserted. Like it makes yeah. sense that it is the way it is. Like there wasn't a ton of dwarves living there. Like that had been overrun, and then these dwarves came back to try to take it back. They were somewhat successful, and then they all got slaughtered, and that was it. Um, so that added a little bit of nice context to it. I think as well, kind of some of the some of the characters like Boromir. Um, you know, you got it. Sort of painted like the men of Gondor is more like Vikings. It did, yeah. Was... He had a Viking like horn hat on the entire time. Yeah, which I was like, they're supposed to be like the most cultured and advanced like group of men, mm-hmm. whereas like the Rohirrim are supposed to be a little more like, I feel like Norse or, uh, you know, I don't want to say barbaric, like. But less advanced. Yeah, less really. advanced, yeah. Because, you know, they're the horse lords. They, like, have the plains and the fields. Like, they don't have these giant, huge cities made of stone, whereas, like, Minas Tirith is supposed to be this, you know, magnificent city. So, they I, mentioned I like that. how Edoras is made of wood, which Edoras yeah. is the capital of Rohan. So, like, makes sense, like, these are the barbarian people versus the, like, the high lord, like, people who know how to work metal and do all their own stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. I will also say um, some of the things that I did like about the movie. Um, like you said, it did give way more explanation about the dwarves and, like, why uh, the Mines of Moria were abandoned as far as, like, this was a lost colony, the dwarves... And Balin, you know, came to take it back. They were coming after the Mithril. Kind of giving you that ahead of time there. Um, I also liked how Boromir took, like, seven arrows in this version here before he died. And even then he was still, like, hanging around afterwards, like, talking with Aragorn, begging him to save Minas Tirith. But, like, mm-hmm. taking three arrows in the Peter Jackson version versus seven arrows in in this version here. So this Boromir is made of a little sterner stuff, it seemed like. I mean, Sean Bean only has so many lives to give, and he's given a lot. <laughs> he's given them all. <laughs> <laughs> he has. It would have been funny if he was, if he was like, the, a young Sean Bean voiced this one, but I know that's not the case, but, I mean, it would have been kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I also liked uh, when they were going to the Mines of Moria, kind of going back to that Gandalf and Aragorn were arguing about going in because they'd already been there before. Yeah. And so it kind of gives this context of, like, you know, things outside of what was actually happening right in this moment happened previously, and it impacts their decisions. So I thought that was kind of, like, a nice little layer and added piece to that. So, okay, let's not... I think we've gone far enough. I need to talk about this now. Okay. Aragorn's shirt dress. (laughs) 
So if you have not watched this movie before, and I hope you have not, because I do not recommend it. Yeah, um, I would. If we were rating this out of like, I don't, I would want to rate it out of stars. I would be like, probably like, would definitely recommend uh, rental. Like, you know, see it once. To yeah, no, just skip, skip by it. it. Skip it. Yeah, watch a trailer on um, YouTube and thank us. Yes, uh, this would be the watch the trailer on YouTube and thank <laughs> us. <laughs> but anyways, um, so in the movie here. Um, in this version of Lord of the Rings, first of all, Aragorn looks old as can be. He looks weird Ooh, as can yeah. be, and he's it wearing jokes like about how brown, he's not fair. Yeah, he's wearing like this brown like shirt, long shirt dress that basically comes up to like barely covering his thighs <laughs> with his belt keep those on. Thighs exposed. Oh my god! Yeah, like Amy was like, is he just running around with no pants on? <laughs> But he was, yeah, and it was so Aragorn, bad. the original thirst trap. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, man. But then also, they did my boy Samwise Gamgee dirty. Like, <laughs> They made oh him God. the simpleton. And uh, they made Frodo like this advanced, like, almost <laughs> man-like hobbit um, also can we just talk about the facial expressions for a minute um, there were so many times i wanted to pause the screen and take pictures and turn them into memes because their <laughs> facial expressions you can were were so creepy oh my god frodo like, looked so like pedophile <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's going i mean there was definitely some weird interactions facially between like him and gandalf and yeah. him and him and maybe Aragorn. I'm not sure who else, but I will say Sam. Though, as much as like we, I didn't like <laughs> oh. what they did with his character and how he looked, because he looks out of the four hobbits, he looks just like a country. He bunker. looks like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> <is what he laughs> <looks> like. <laughs> yeah, um, uh. I do like his lines a lot. Like I think yeah. he brings in much needed like humor and even like sass, like. He can be a little sassy in there, you know, but. Oh, my God, that was too bad. <laughs> uh, but then also, I will say Gandalf in this version. He's a little creepy. Like, yeah. he looks way more like the witch in a candy cabin in the middle of the woods than like a wise wizard that you would actually like trust. He looks way more menacing. Yeah, he does kind of cross cross that line a little bit yeah but i mean again not really worth rewatching. we could sit here all day and pick things on it to death oh absolutely it was made yeah. in 1978 i'm sure at the time pe- the people who watched it enjoyed it um because at that time animation wasn't quite what it is today uh but i think the live action pieces are really what hinders it if it was a purely animated mu- movie yeah it would be better agree i'd be sitting here singing its praises no but it would definitely be a lot better. Um, I completely forgot that there was a Return of the King animated one. I'll have to see if I can just find that on YouTube and watch it. Um, so I looked but. a little bit. I looked on Amazon. I looked on Google Play. And mm-hmm. on both of those systems, you cannot find this. You can only find the animated Return of the King to buy on DVD. Mm-hmm. have not been able to find a purely digital version yet. Maybe it is on sure YouTube. I'll I'm have sure to look and see. Recorded but it into into a playlist on YouTube. Yeah. I hope so, because I was thinking like that'd be better, especially with uh, 
with <laughs> breaking past the helm. It can't be worse than this. Um, no, let's not say that. I know it's not because I have I have seen that before. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, oh, the, yes, yes, yes. the live action version, or sorry, the live action mixed with the animation for this version of Lord of the Rings severely hampered it. I feel like if they would have went all animation, I still wouldn't have liked it, but it would have been much better. Um, mm-hmm. And it would not have come across as such like a juxtaposition of what you were seeing one minute to the next. Where, like I said, you had moments where you had like a live action head on an animated body switch to a scene with a fully animated Legolas and being all weird. And also, in this version, Theoden's like, Aragorn, stop despairing, ride out to meet them with me. Instead of the other way around, which was a little bit of, uh, of like a shock to me because watching the Peter Jackson films as often as I have... Like, you know it's Aragorn's job to, like, grab Theoden, shake him awake, and be like, come on, don't despair, we're gonna go out and do this. And it had to be Theoden that did that to Aragorn in this episode, or this version here. Because they actually retreat to the caves like they do in the books in this version, which is good. Um, So, that was interesting to see, but, again, like, the the battle sequences, like, the movie in general just felt off. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I think a lot of that has to do with mixture of animation and live action. It, I will say the intro, like, I do like that they gave all the exposition, but the whole intro, it just felt like they had a blanket. Yeah. Or, like, a colored Shadow piece of plastic. Basically. Yeah. Over the screen. That's what I was saying, how it felt like a high school play, almost. Like, if a high school was going to put on Lord of the Rings, that's how they would probably do it. And also, they were calling, like, Isildur, like Isildur, or something weird like that. I forget exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so that is gonna be Lord of the Rings uh, by Ralph Bakshi. Would not recommend this movie. Yeah, okay, everything I had said, like aside, like talking about this Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi, like highly recommend you skip it. Highly recommend. <laughs> If you are curious, watch that trailer on YouTube. Um, get in Oof. on the know to, to not watch this. And knowing how this movie turned out, I'm just like, I'm surprised that there was another attempt to make Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and it was as successful as it was because of how poorly this one turned out to be. But, but it's okay. Definitely helped inspire at least a little bit in the live action. So Yeah, for sure. All right, so with that being said, you got anything more going on for us right now, Mike, or are you good? No, I think I'm, I'm done talking about this. <laughs> All right, well then, until next time, this is Two Nerds signing off. Goodbye. Bye.